1: And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Met Crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Brittany. And we are colored nerds the conversations that black people have when white people are not in the room but we record it and put it on the internet yes isn't it clear that we put it on the internet like i mean that part is kind of self-explanatory it's implicit but i don't know
0: no i mean you know sometimes it's It's what it is you gotta gotta tell people what it is you gotta tell people what it is it is true that's true that's true that's true
1: uh how you doing britney
0: I'm be honest, I'm doing pretty fucking good, man.
1: It's not bad. I had some coffee this morning. I had a lot I'm feeling of coffee good. this morning. I'm yeah. fucking quiet. Yeah, it's a it's a good day. It's a good, beautiful Sunday morning.
0: I feel like it's something important recently happened.
1: It's a few things.
0: What are we gonna talk about today? We're going to talk about reality television. Yes,
1: yes. I'm real hype. So you might have heard us. I might have heard us. On NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. Yes. uh, With Linda Holmes. Yes.
0: Shout out Linda. Yes. Uh, Shout out Jessica.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, We had a, I think a great short talk about like Real Housewives of Potomac. (laughs) Which, uh, and Real Housewives of Potomac is. Amazing. Amazing. Super black. Yeah. Who put you on? You put me on. Give you a little credit. Thank you put you. me on. You Thank told you. me about Thank it. You. I did. And originally, like, I didn't, I had never really seen any of the, honestly, I didn't see the promos, but I heard, I heard the streets bubbling. You know, I, I keep my ear to these reality streets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, real quick, I got a shout out. I actually got put on to Real Housewives of Potomac by my younger sister Tiffany. Yes, and Tiffany actually has been saying she's gonna make she can kill me. She's gonna be pissed. She's gonna be pissed. She's been saying <laughs> that she has wanted. She's like, when y'all do a reality television episode, y'all need to have me on because she's yeah. a true fucking expert.
1: Yeah, but Tiffany felt out. like
0: it was important to go to DC this weekend to go be to go be a charter day. Up. <laughs> oh. You know Howard University, whatever. I've never been to any of that shit. I have no clue.
1: I go homecoming every now and again. I've
0: never been. I've been homecoming zero times since been, I graduated. Been, you could, went gosh, once. I was definitely. I was there. twice.
1: Might have been once. Might but have been yeah. once.
0: Yeah. No. No. So she. Uh, so yeah. So sorry, Tiffany, but I got to give you. I got to you know give her her credit. So credit, 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 credit. Hashtag, yeah.
1: hashtag. I, I mean, I would actually like. She's like we were talking. I realized like, wow, you're you're more well versed in, in this reality TV she, shit than I am.
0: When it comes on TV, you can't talk. You can't sit in the same room and talk.
1: So, I mean, honestly, this is a, as, we, as, as I like to say, it's a deep well. <laughs> it's a deep, deep well. Oh, it's so good. It is the same Real Housewives, like the formula itself is not different. But no. what makes this show very special, in my opinion, is it's this <laughs> group of women, group of black women. Uh-huh. And they clearly have access to a degree of wealth that I don't think the black women and the Real Housewives ecosystem have 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 had
0: yeah i'm gonna be honest they have an, an access to degree of wealth i'm not sure a, a lot of even the non-black women in the real housewives ecosystem have beverly hills i would say they got some money it's a yeah. couple women in new york who got money
1: but the rest of these yeah jersey ain't really you know <laughs> maybe
0: they're making money but maybe how? it's uh, yeah i was about to say <laughs> it's how? not on their taxes they're no gonna...
1: <laughs> no but you haven't really seen that in Atlanta. Like, Atlanta, I mean, don't get it twisted. I feel like I feel like a lot of the women, especially now, are probably, you know, wealthy. Mm-hmm. But it's very, like, it's almost, like, recently earned, if, if, yeah. if that's the right
0: point. A lot of it's earned through celebrity, too. It's, yeah. like, kind of like they came up. They didn't necessarily come from.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. But with uh, Real Housewives of Potomac, it's clear that a, a lot of these women come from, like, black old money, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which... Again, to be really specific, is very recent. We haven't had access to a lot of time to really build, well, like, Vanderbilt money. Which
0: we've talked about before. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we've talked about before. And also, like, obviously slavery played a hand in this. Yeah,
1: Jim Crow. Jim Crow. General white right supremacy. Yeah, general you know.
0: white supremacy, you know, redlining, all that shit. Yeah. Y'all know the shit. Like
1: housing segregation. Houses, yeah,
0: we're not glossing over anything. Yeah. But we're just a, we're taking y'all's intelligence for granted. Yes. Your knowledge of American history for granted. Basically, we ain't got no money. Yeah. Cuz white men help us back.
1: Exactly. But these particularly have a job. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but these particular uh, black women, at least their families, were able to at least for like a few generations, a couple of generations, yeah. Which uh, is some big. of them have been able to like acquire some wealth and have moved to uh, Potomac, Maryland, which is right out basically DC, like <laughs> DC suburbs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they're trying; they fake it. They really trying. They were really trying. But this particular their particular zip code is one of the, if not the most, you say it's the yeah, most wealthiest. wealthiest
0: one in the. It's like not even ai re- don't even know if Potomac was meant to be a city. I think. From what I've read, it is a census-designated area. area.
1: So they live in Potomac, Maryland. It's, like, uh-huh. ridiculously rich and wealthy. Don't get it twisted. It's not like Potomac is, like, this black oasis in, <laughs> you know, right no. outside of Chocolate City. No. It's, like, very white. Yeah. Very white. But there are, you know, a small amount of black families mm-hmm. uh, within this community. And Real Housewives of Potomac smartly chose mm-hmm. to focus within this, like, this particular group. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, if so you think about good. it, they very much didn't have to. Or they even could have, like, like branched it out, like, could have made it, a like, a mix.
0: Yeah, they could have had, you know, some white women, some, you know, whoever else was there. But they went all black, which yeah. I think was a great decision.
1: Yeah, and so all of the women on the show have, a, like, really, really interesting personalities. Like not, like, not just your typical, like, oh, I'm on a reality TV show, it's lit, you know, yeah. type of personalities.
0: They would be lit or doing whatever they're doing, regardless of the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um so you have just to run through them really quick. Mm-hmm. You have Karen, which is my personal favorite. Yeah.
0: Karen is like the matriarch. She is like she thinks that she she's like, you know, the 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 grand whatever of yeah. the whole situation she's this old light-skinned black woman
1: a black bourgeoisie
0: Bl- she's always talking about goddamn etiquette yes she has huge boobs
1: yes but yeah she <laughs> she is amazing she's always trying to school everybody and like show them the ways of how black people in potomac behave yeah. and carry themselves yeah um, trying to shepherd them in that way yeah then you have i think after you talk about Karen, you always have to talk about giselle Giselle. Oh,
0: yeah. I fucking love Giselle. Giselle is
1: awesome. Like, seems like genuinely, like, a very cool person. Yeah,
0: she actually seems pretty chill. Well, not chill, but you know what I mean.
1: She, I think, also comes from...
0: She comes from It comes from money.
1: So you have Giselle. Then you have Charisse, who is like, oh, man, tragic as fuck. Yeah. So Charisse was married to...
0: Sharice is married to the coach, the head coach of I think Rutgers, Rutgers basketball.
1: Yeah, Eddie Jordan.
0: He doesn't seem to communicate with her at all. Yeah, he like seems to be kind of a dick.
1: Yeah, I mean she. So basically, she's been raising their kids while he is uh, in Jersey uh, with no real real communication from him or input. Not a, very
0: far at all. It's, it's like two like, hours or something like that. Yeah,
1: not a, not even a day's drive. Yes, like no. you could get you start in the morning, you finish in morning, morning. like yes. in the morning time. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: but yeah, but basically he has been ghost and she had to break up with him through text message to which he didn't respond.
0: Yeah, she divorced she said she was gonna start divorce proceedings but he had text message and he didn't respond. Oh, that's so painful. Yeah. She has the worst weave though.
1: She does. It's
0: kinda of disheartening. Yeah. Who should we talk about? Katie. Katie. Woo! Katie. Katie. <laughs> Katie to me is like this is like in a way, the special sauce of...
1: Yeah. 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 So she probably... Come, like, she also comes from... Like, her family is very wealthy. And It yeah. seems like her family is relatively prestigious. Yeah. She is biracial. Yeah, she's biracial. She her
0: father's Jewish and her mother is black.
1: Yep. And she is struggling with a lot of things. Um, yeah. Her... Like, how she defines her ethnicity. Yeah. How she defines uh, her relationship. With her boyfriend, her long term oh boyfriend, my gosh, it's who she is depressing. desperate to get get yeah. married
0: to, and it's like, yeah, it's she's it's like weird too because like I'm not biracial, so I don't know that experience, but you can see that there are she's taking some stretches and some liberties with like choosing like with how she chooses to identify yeah. and especially in what contexts and why. Yes, it's definitely scary.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, she,
0: she's wild, desperate. She's a mess.
1: Yeah. Uh, so then you have Robin. Love Robin. Robin is awesome. Seems real. Seems chill as fuck. Chill as fuck. But her home life is it's interesting. A little. But I think it's gonna work itself out. Weird. Yeah. So basically, um, she is divorced, but still lives with her husband. Yeah. Like they, they still, sleep in the same. They bed, sleep in the same bed, live in the same house. The kids got... don't know they're divorced. It's weird. Yeah, they're not together, but basically they're together. Yeah. Which is kind of like, yeah, the and they
0: actually weirdly have the healthiest dynamic, like yeah. as far as like how they interact with each other. They seem yeah. to really love each other and care about each other, and like, but he cheated it, and I think that I, I actually ultimately think that they're gonna get. They seem
1: like they're. I get think get back they're back gonna together. get back together. And then, and then you have Ashley. Ooh, man. Oh shit! Yeah, you so, can
0: just tell by a name that she's younger than everybody else. Do. Yeah,
1: like twenty six years old. I think <laughs> they yeah, say she, the she turns twenty
0: seven at her cat themed birthday party, kitty cat <laughs> birthday party, on the show mm-hmm. with the cash bar. Yeah, with the cat. <laughs> I'm gonna so, be honest. Yeah, I really we're going to get we're going to go back around right. the etiquette thing cuz i got some thoughts about that i realized from watching the show but go ahead okay
1: so uh, ashley is, does not come for money she clearly has come come through yeah, some shit. She, yeah. Um and has married this very rich, very wealthy uh developer, Old, white, white Australian man. Australian man. Who is weird as fuck. Yeah. Very, very strange man. But she so Ashley is extremely uh I guess thirsty is is pretty thirsty, pretty bright eyed, bushy tailed. Yeah. yeah. And really wants to belong in this group of women who come this group of black women. Yeah, right? yeah. That sets up uh, some interesting dynamics on the show. So that's, I think that's everybody, right? I
0: think that's everybody, yeah. It's a really, I mean, it's it's like, if you haven't seen the franchise, it's still early. You can yeah. definitely get it on the ground level. <laughs> <laughs> so like, this is like the best thing in the business. But the show is just fucking awesome. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I want to come back to the etiquette piece. Karen, specifically, oh, yeah, is the, the like keeper of etiquette and social behavior yeah. in the group. She's constantly trying to, like, school all the women on uh, how, on how they should behave. Yeah. All these grown women. All these grown people. But
0: I'm going to—this is the thing, though, I realized from watching this show. So we were having a conversation with somebody else the other day. I actually—something I've realized from reading more about the show and from watching it is that, like, I actually am more like Karen as far as etiquette is concerned than, like, anybody else. Really? And, like, some of that is—okay, so some of that is my upbringing. Yeah. Like, as— I mean like the women who are the type of women who are on that show are not unfamiliar to me mm. now granted like that type of drama is not yeah. like you know it's what am saying exact, it's yeah. an exaggeration yeah yeah. yeah 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 a few things I se- I would say separate at least you and I probably on the opinion as far as etiquette Yeah, one is like I'm a woman and you're a man right Yeah. so like something that like etiquette and how you're supposed to behave is something that is like always passed down I think from mothers to daughters and so like a lot of ideas about how you should behave like when Ashley had the cash bar at her birthday party,
1: you were offended. when we were
0: talking about it the other day. I was like, "No, that actually really bothered me. <laughs> it actually really it was like one of the things where it's just like it's just not how you're supposed to do things. It really isn't. If you have a birthday at that, at, with, at that at level,
1: that level of wealth,
0: yeah, at that level of wealth, you have a birthday party at a bar that you own. It's really tacky and I don't really know that rude. They own not the bar. To, he, yeah,
1: he did own the bar. Yeah,
0: at a bar that you own, it's really tacky to have people come there and and pay for their own drinks. Like that's very very." It's very tacky to do that. It really is. It's I mean, cheap. Is what, at the end of the day, it's just straight up fucking cheap. And I don't like that shit. But, like, this shit about, um, I mean, some of this shit is, like, too much. Yeah. I'm The older I get, the more I realize that I have very strong ideas about how people are supposed to do things. This is deep. Yeah, this the older deep. I get, the more I realize I have very strong ideas about how, you, how people are supposed to do things. I don't, like, agree with Karen all of the time. Yeah. But, like, that whole idea of etiquette and yeah. stuff. The other thing is, like, some of that I think has to do with, like, Growing up bougie and some of that is, like, status stuff. Some of that is also, like, old respectability stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, keeping up with the Joneses to a degree.
0: Yeah, not really so much keeping up with the Joneses, but making sure that you are respected by white people, probably, honestly, uh, at, in every single situation. So, like, stuff that maybe you were taught to do in school or yeah. at work. Like, I think more often than not, women are, ta- like, the. Like, I think women are exposed to a wider range of, of household mm-hmm. management. Yeah at a younger age and consistently throughout life I reminded of certain things so yeah. like there there's a friend of ours who refers to me as trained <laughs> and like and like but like I get you know. I get what she means where yeah. it's just like if I like I would know how to like plan and, and like and throw a party of a certain st- size or like no like oh, there's certain shit that I don't do that I know I should be doing and yeah. all that kind of stuff like all of that stuff was impressed upon me a lot as a younger person yeah. and so like it's weird to watch the show and have see other people respond to some of the etiquette stuff cuz some of that stuff I'm like, no you don't write as Karen did to Giselle.
1: Yeah. Um give somebody a, a picture a that framed, Yeah,
0: a framed like list of etiquette rules or whatever. That like, you're
1: indicating that she did not follow.
0: Right. Yeah. No, like I don't <laughs> think that's that petty. that's <laughs> petty and it's crazy there's no need to do that. But there is a certain way that I actually if I'm realizing now that I do think that things should be done. Some of that has to do with growing up bougie, and some of it has to do with, with like being specifically like a black woman and learning how to, excuse me, keep yourself up or seem a certain way to, like, you know, like a... To, to like, everyone. To everyone, yeah. yeah.
1: That's really interesting. So, like, honestly, my background, like, it was weird. So, I mean, my, my father has a little bit of, like, not wealth. Like, mm-hmm. he has a little bit of money or whatever. But we, you know, like, our family as a whole does not come from any degree of wealth at all. But living in a certain neighborhood, Mm -hmm. when he moved to that neighborhood, I started going to school in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And so I was in school with a lot of people who who had like dough. You know, and I very much ended up hanging out with a lot. I mean, we hung out with everybody, but I ended up hanging out with a lot of them. A lot of them became, like, my really good friends. So I I was very close to a lot of people who were in, like, the Jack and Jill set. Yeah. You know, and, like, that whole (laughs) thing. That, (laughs) that, like, whole, like, thing. Like, I was an escort in a cotillion, you know. It was not in both. I was so buck wild.
0: Nobody could get me to do a goddamn—my parents could not get me to do a goddamn— I think both of my sisters ended up going through teenage cotillion— yeah. whatever thing type of stuff where you get some training yeah. so by the time I came to Howard I mean I was basically a savage But as an adult I'm still basically a savage
1: I mean that's honestly what I kind of felt like because it was very much and maybe this is why I identify so much with like a I would say a Giselle or mm-hmm. even maybe even like an Ashley to a degree yeah in the sense that like I always felt a little bit like an outsider uh-huh. and it was like the the lines of distinction were very clear yeah. and a lot of it seemed like so much yeah. that I was like, mm, I don't want any parts of this. Yeah. You know, So I never really, I definitely didn't grow that much of an appreciation for how, yeah. you know, like black people with a certain amount of status and wealth were supposed to act. I have very much rebelled against it. Well, the it.
0: thing about that, too, though, is that, like, uh, for me, my parents, like, no one in my family comes for money. Yeah. My parents have, like, they they did pretty good. Yeah. But, like, I did not grow up rich. I grew up bougie, which is, like, that's a very different thing. That's a very different, thing. A very different yeah. thing. And, actually, there's a really good episode of um, This American Life with Neil Drumming and ta Coates yeah. where he talks about the difference between being a snob and being bougie. Yeah. So, no, I did, like, like nobody in my family comes for money, but, I did grow up bougie. So, like, there is a degree. Like, I actually do understand, like, a Giselle or a Robin where it's, like, you came up in it. But also like you know that you don't like, You don't
1: really fuck with it. Yeah, like, it ain't yeah. it ain't like it's, it's not, not that necessary. Deep. it's not that deep. Yeah. Right.
0: So there's like I mean, you know, not to shit on the way that I grew up or any of the people that no, I like grew it. up with, but it's just like that way of life, it's not something that I like, you know, I'm tied to till the day I die or
1: No, totally. Like and I'm not even like criticizing it that much. It just was never really something I could like tap into. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there was like at the end of the day I had to drive like, back home to, like, my neighborhood, which uh-huh. didn't look like the neighborhood where I was hanging out at. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, it was, like, I was visiting. Yeah. I always felt like I was visiting. So I just never mm. really, like, you know, paid, that yeah. much, paid it that much money. But it's really interesting to see them put that much stock in those types of relationships, in this etiquette, in this, like, in this performance. Yeah. Like, yeah. which is interesting in the concept of, like, reality TV as a whole, which yeah. is very much a performance. Like, yeah. you're performing your life. They would be performing this shit Regardless of the camera. That's the thing that actually
0: I like about it. And the thing that actually like, I think maybe has me so invested in the series. I've seen various degrees of this performance. I participated in various degrees. I've had the privilege of rejecting various degrees of this performance in my regular life. Yeah. And so like. It seems
1: fairly accurate.
0: It seems. I mean, yeah. Everything is heightened.
1: Yeah. But like. It's not. It's not far. It's
0: not. Yes. If you take all the drama out of it. There's not a lot that rings false.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's like so that's just the etiquette piece. The yeah. the race part of that is really interesting as well. Uh, and I guess I, when you talk about race specifically in this context, I think you have to talk about uh, Katie and you have to talk about Robin, which is really yeah. interesting. In this yeah, 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 yeah. So and Giselle and Giselle, yeah. But like so, start starting with Robin. I think Robin is really interesting. Um, so Robin is. Basically passing, like not. She's she, not trying she, to. No, but she could. She could. She yeah. is a very, very light skinned woman. Yeah. Like, like honestly, like I was uh, watching with somebody else, and they were like, "Oh, I thought she was white." Wait, she's white. Like literally, they yeah. just started watching. They didn't have any background on the show. They were mm-hmm. like, literally, I thought I, I thought I was watching a white woman. Yeah. Which was interesting because I saw her and I was like, "Oh, she's definitely black." Like,
0: yeah. No, I thought black. she was black from jump.
1: But. The more she, like, talked about it, the more, like, if you take a step back, you look at her, like, her hair. She has blonde hair. She has, like, green eyes. Yeah. Um, She's very, very very fair-skinned.
0: And her features are, like, you know, obviously, like, to to me, they read black. Black. Yeah. But, like, there are many situations where she could pass.
1: But she definitely, like, claims her status as a black woman. Yeah. But is very cognizant of, like, her skin color and how that has probably helped her. Like, she talks about how it probably has helped her move through, like, the social circles in Potomac?
0: Yeah. She, like, has a—she has, like, a—without, I think, like, the academic naming or whatever, I think she has a a, pretty—she seems to have a pretty strong grip on, like, her privilege, like, passing privilege and light skin privilege. Yeah. Like, you can have a privilege. Like, she seems to understand all that. Yeah. And she, like, still continues—she always is letting people know that she's black. She's like, I'm black. All no, both, both my parents are black. Yeah, all four my grandparents are black, and that's like she like went to an HBCU. Yeah. Is a Delta.
1: Yeah, like, she ain't even know AKA. <laughs> she a Delta. Yeah, so that's that's Robin. But then you have Katie, mm-hmm. who is. Very clearly, kind of struggling with her like racial identity. Yeah. So Katie, like her dad is Jewish and her mom was black. Yeah. And so she's sitting around. there. There's one scene where she's sitting around talking to the other women on the show, and they're all talking about like their racial identity. And she's like, "Well, I don't consider myself black. I consider myself biracial." And she's sitting around a group of black right. women.
0: Right. And it's also crazy because you could definitely be both.
1: Yeah. You like could that doesn't definitely mean be both. yeah. Like, Being
0: biracial doesn't mean that you are not black.
1: Exactly. And well, I
0: mean. Everybody defines that shit differently. Yeah. But at the end of the day, sometimes, like, part... So much... Racial identity is what you know yourself to be.
1: Mm-hmm. What people perceive you to be.
0: Exactly. And also what people perceive you to be. If yeah. you see a woman who's like, I'm looking at my own self. Yeah. She might be a shade darker than I am, right? Yeah. And she has a weave. So, like, if I see her, I'm gonna be like, what's she up, sis? You black? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. we, we black. It's lit. You in the club. <laughs> right. And, like, you know, she like she's biracial. That's totally legit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like... And no, and but no she, one's saying that that's not the case. No one's saying that she's not black and Jewish. Yeah, the name she had a Jewish naming ceremony for her kids <laughs> while late, and it was like it was. It's like an it's like weird because like I have family that's black and Jewish. Yeah, well, yeah. it seems to me to be opportunistic in trying to secure. Her boyfriend, like the yep. like a marriage proposal from her boyfriend, who's Jewish, yep. that really grinds my fucking gears. Yeah. It's just like that's that's like that's your fa- that's literally your family's heritage, yeah. And you busting this shit out just because so, she was married to a Catholic guy for a, a while, yeah. Well, not for a while; they were friends for a long time. I looked this shit up. They are yeah. friends for a long time, and then they like they finally started dating, and they married. And actually, it's weird because they divorced, but like they're still cool or whatever. Yeah. And he like seems to be like a like a nice guy or whatever. But yeah, now all of a sudden she's like, I'm reembracing my Jewish heritage, and it's like that to me got to be embarrassing for her family.
1: It's got to be embarrassing for her family and like she clearly also doesn't realize how a lot of people clearly see through it. It's weird to see someone so opportunistic in how they like play fast and loose with race in this weird kind of cultural society because she very much wants to she was trying to get close to Karen to tap into this like this black network of wealth to raise money but she also is real thirsty to kind of appear as an other quote unquote and as a jewish other so that she can yeah justify herself to her to her boyfriend yeah and like basically
0: married. trying to yeah try to seem more desirable as like a jewish wife and mother and it's just like it's some it's a mess yeah. it's a big it's a big mess it's interesting because one of the things i really like about the show when you talk about um Giselle and Karen both look like actual like white Barbie dolls. Like, do you know what I'm saying? They both have pale skin. They both have like bright greenish blue eyes and like blonde hair. But they're both like, I'm black. I'm black. I'm black. I'm black. I'm black. Yeah. Now, not to get it twisted, Giselle said a couple of things where I was like, Oh well, yeah. okay, yeah. girl.
1: Okay. She came at somebody for their natural. She came at Ashley for a natural. Yeah, hair. and
0: Ashley's hair. I'm sorry, Ashley needs to be giving out. She could do some tutorials because her hair looks on point. And Giselle says something about how it was looking bushy and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And then you know, there's definitely some like, it's like she knows that she has light skin, like like the light light skin, the green eyes and the blonde yeah. hair, and she also. She also knows that she's black, but she also knows that she loves having light skin and green, green eyes and blonde, blonde hair. There's like that passing stuff there to like the way that they shoot the show. To me, it's like they don't go out of their way to explain any of the racial or color politics. Oh, no. Like, if you're black, you get it.
1: Yeah. And, like, honestly— If I, you're
0: white, you might not be understanding the true value of Real Housewives of Potomac.
1: If you just watch it on the surface, you mm-hmm. can definitely tell why it's just, like, a normal entity in the real—like, it's a normal uh, piece of the Real Housewives ecosystem. Yeah. But, again, like you were saying, like, for us, I'm sitting there gasping. Yeah. Like, looking like— yo this shit just from the comments from the way that they carried themselves like yeah. I'm seeing a lot of subtle things that call out to black people specifically
0: yeah yeah I mean and, and that makes the show honestly super fucking enjoyable for you to yeah.
1: watch watch Real Housewives of Potomac you need to watch Real Housewives of Potomac but we do want to take this opportunity since we're talking about
0: I want to take this opportunity <laughs> to expose and drag Eric okay but I don't even know if this is a drag because it's actually one of your most enjoyable personality traits mm. Eric fucking, I don't know anybody outside of my younger sister who loves reality television with featuring, specifically featuring black women. Yep. Even though you do love all Real High franchises.
1: I love all reality TV as, like as a whole, but especially the black.
0: Yeah. Like and black you children. lied about it for a little while where you were like, I just like, you know, that's that kind of the season women in their 30s and 40s wearing tight dresses I like. And I'm like, but, you know, but you're too into every franchise. Like, yeah. Eric watches Real Housewives of
1: Atlanta, yep. Real
0: Housewives of New York. Yep. You've watched New Jersey. You yep. also have watched Beverly Hills.
1: Uh, a little bit. But less. Yeah, like, and, you, yeah. and
0: you haven't really seen any, uh, I was going to say, Oakley I couldn't name the
1: characters if you really asked me to. to be, but I've seen, like, a couple episodes, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you never really watched Orange County. I think you, like all of us, we all tried to watch D.C. It was fucking terrible. Yeah. Obviously, you're deep into Potomac. Yeah. Um, But you also love... Basketball Wives LA, yep. Basketball Wives Miami, yep. Love and hip hop New York, yep. Love and hip hop, LA, yep. Love and hip hop Atlanta, factual. You follow every single one of these franchises with a degree of
1: just like depth, <laughs> yeah, and, and
0: dedication and <laughs> <Yeah>. reverence <laughs> that I just find startling, breathtaking, and admirable. Well, tell us more about that, Eric.
1: So, okay, so to start to start back way back, uh-huh. uh, I've. I grew up very much a fan of real world. Like, I was a big, True. big real world fan. Watched every season. And I appreciated the concept of putting people, like, in a room or in a house mm-hmm. and kind of seeing what happens.
0: So you used me <laughs> last night. Me and Bay were watching. Uh, what was it the what is it? The Mad Real World uh, Chappelle show. <laughs> yeah, that shit's so good. <laughs> no, that shit is so good. But it's it's literally it's it's like the truth. You find six of the, like seven like literally one black person, six of the craziest white people I've yeah. ever
1: met. You put them in a the house. It's it's, and it's amazing TV. So I started there at that point. Like honestly, way back, Real World wasn't really as much of a guilty pleasure. Like towards the towards the end, it's it's Vegas. got like at Vegas. Yeah, when... this shit kind of went off the rails. It's not got crazy, <laughs> but but i definitely watched and I, f- I thought like oh this has some like cultural value and so then i think it was at howard i started watching real housewives i think that's when real housewives of atlanta like first really came out yeah so good uh, actually, no. I started watching Real Housewives of New York first. Oh, that was good too.
0: When it was the first with like Jill, yeah, and yeah, Jill Zarin,
1: and... Bethany Frankel. Because before they only Countess.
0: had. Sorry, I hate to put it this way. The broke bitches on Oakland County. Yeah, I didn't. Not I Oakland heard, County. Sorry, Oakland County's where the fuck County where I'm from. <laughs> Orange County.
1: Right. Yeah, but I didn't really fuck with. I didn't really fuck with that. But when New York came out, I was like, oh, they this got money. Is good. They got money, and they're like, everybody was like real petty and kind of real over the top. Like, yeah, I was, I was like, oh man, this is really interesting. They
0: also didn't have like the sad, broken problems that a lot of the women on Oakland... Jesus fucking Christ, that a lot of the women on Orange County had. Yeah. This is, like, terrible Freudian slips.
1: So then Real Housewives of Atlanta came out. And honestly, Mm. that just... It changed things for me. Like, it really changed (laughs) things for me. Like, I was fascinated by, like, NeNe leaks. I was fascinated by, like... Honestly, even Kim. Like, Kim and NeNe's relationship was really interesting to me.
0: In sets of black women who kind of run together to, to try to find... Rich men, yeah, which is a thing, yeah, and everybody at least even tangentially knows some people like that. Yeah. There's always at least one white woman who has, yeah, some real interesting shit going on. Yes, yes,
1: and is in the mix with a whole bunch of black ones. Yeah, yeah, like
0: in a really weird way. It's funny because like on all those UPN and like,
1: <laughs> like or whatever hey. sitcoms, they always like have the a game?
0: one. Yeah, but they always have one white. But yes, it's lit. Yeah. Uh,
1: so at that point, I was like, I had to, I had to kind of have a come to Jesus with myself. And realize, like, am I watching this for some sort of cultural value? Am I I rising above? Am I watching this ironically? Or do I actually enjoy this type of TV? You love it. And I realized, like, no, I just, I really fucking love it. I really fucking love it. So I watch, I watch it all. Like, I I honestly watch it it all. all. Like, I watch, I've seen every episode of even, like, Dating Naked. Like
0: right, I've seen like
1: dating naked. I've seen like I don't I don't do like bachelor bachelorette.
0: That shit is whacked. Yeah, me. That, that shit, shit is trash. real corny. But, it is trash.
1: But anything on Bravo, VH1, like some MTV stuff too. Uh-huh. I'm I'm there. You I'm are present. There. I'm present. I'm actually
0: sometimes you even watch Bad Girls Club.
1: Yeah, I I so I in at Howard I was super into Bad Girls Club. Yeah, but I kind of fell off because I don't have own. I think... No, it's oxygen. not owned. Oxygen. Oxygen. I don't have Oxygen anymore. Which
0: might be... Oh, it's not on. Overwind Free Network is on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Oxygen. Yeah. I was about to say it's not. I trust Trust it's not Yeah, owned, you're, right, owned you're, right, owned. you're right. You're but, right. But
1: I don't have Oxygen and I don't really... It's not on Hulu. Hulu or Amazon. So That's like, true. I
0: know. It. You have a Roku and yeah. you're real dedicated to that. Yeah. But so, shout, out, shout out to Nisha Popoff. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry.
1: <laughs> so anyway, so that, that started my reference. But like, I enjoy it. But then also now I really like... I love... Looking at the way these relationships play out, like I do think, I do think there is some, like it's it's super problematic on a lot of different ways, which we'll, you know, we're gonna try to unpack. But but I do think there is some value in watching this type of television to see how people interact. There are a lot of like clear, like trends that I think are really, really interesting Same and fascinating. So one, I actually didn't even really, I couldn't um Qualify it until I saw. I've, I've been reading uh, "Bad Feminists" by Roxane mm-hmm. Gay.
0: Shout out Roxane.
1: Shout out Roxane Gay. We talked about her in "Price of Black Ambition." Yes. So you know, if you're looking for something else? Go check that out. Go check it out. Uh, it's an early episode.
0: Early episode. Sound quality's bad, but hey. still, you still fucks with us anyway.
1: Yeah. But so I've been reading "Bad Feminists" by Roxane Gay. She has an essay called "The Garish, Glorious Spectacles," and in it, she talks about this book "Green Girl" and the concept of being a green girl. And so she kind of describes it as like, life as a performance and gender specifically as a performance, mm. people are very much interested in the performance of femininity. Yes. And what kind of goes into that performance of femininity is, like, learning the power of being a woman, mm-hmm. the power that you can, like, wield over men and society and, like, in general, like, yeah. how you interact with other people yeah. within that and using that power to um, kind of provide uh, a step stool if you will to different different class levels different levels of wealth yeah like a variety of different things yeah and so like when she laid this shit out honestly my i'm sitting there on the i'm sitting there on the train to read my kindle and my mind is like exploding like i'm like fuck i've never heard someone really describe that trope so well it's expressed in so many different ways throughout mm-hmm. Real Housewives, throughout basketball wise, throughout uh, love and hip hop yeah. in every single city. Even how she talks about how the focus of reality TV has very much shifted to be primarily women. Yeah. That is even very fascinating. Women, it has to do with. Oh, good. No, go ahead.
0: Like women specifically within this, like within the green girl framework. Yes. Too. Like, so it's not just like women doing different stuff, it's like women specifically whose value and worth and, like, life revolves around how sexually attractive they are and, like, physically attractive they are and, like, what that can get them. Yeah. Like that's like that's like the specific ecosystem that reality television revolves around.
1: Yeah. And and she kind of dives into it. And she also talks about she has a lot like an extreme like love and appreciation for reality mm-hmm. TV as well. And, you know, also is kind of aware. She talks about another book that highlights a lot of the issues within reality. <laughs> oh, TV. yeah.
0: Joan Didion, Playing as it lays.
1: I think it's really interesting to look at like how that became the trope and narrative that kind of stands out in a lot of these different um, shows especially within the, the shows that focus on black people. Yeah. So if you look at, like, like love and hip-hop, a lot of that is what person within the industry am I trying – am I in a relationship with? Am I trying to be in a relationship with? And I'm using that relationship and other connections that I'm building to try to either, like, make it within the rap industry or, like, yeah. you know, or singing, like, in R&B. I'm using that to try to gain some sort of wealth. Like, that is – very much how they're like how they approach it, yeah, and laying out their ambitions with them. eBay Motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease and a whole lot of love. You transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Ashley, for the love of home. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba At participating McDonald's.
0: Not everything in life is flexible, but at Capella University, your education can be. With our game-changing FlexPath learning format... You're empowered to fit education into your life without putting other priorities on hold. FlexPath lets you set your own deadlines and adjust them when needed. You can take courses at your own speed and move on to the next one when you're ready. Imagine how a flexible education can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.
1: Being in the show.
0: You know what? It's interesting? Is that it makes me think about the video hoe groupie dichotomy? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Where like I think about like you're like now that you described like love and hip hop in that way, Hollywood operates no differently. Like oh, yeah. a lot. It's a lot of famous women that you know who quote-unquote dated or fucked the right person or the right combination of people or the right people in succession yeah. to get what it is that they have. Yeah. Now, does that mean that they're not talented? Not necessarily. It doesn't mean that they, like, you know, if they have an Oscar or Golden Globe or Emmy or whatever, that they didn't earn it. But it's a lot that goes into... I'm not saying that everybody does that, but like in the music industry and the music industry and specifically in Hollywood, like in Hollywood, it's fine. Casting couch is like a thing. Like, it's like interesting that it's called the casting couch in in Hollywood. But like
1: there's no real equivalent for that. in other.
0: Yeah. And it's like kind of a part of the whole thing. You know, it's like anything else. It's like really terrible when black women do it.
1: Yeah, but it's like, but that's in all these shows. Yeah, like, like I, I know I watch yeah. them. All. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, like, have. yeah. I yeah, watch yeah. them all. Like, it, you know, it very much. There are a lot of the shows, except for like maybe I would say probably uh, New York, and I think we talked about like Beverly Hills, where a lot of the women are kind of like independently wealthy. Yeah, a lot or of it like
0: it, have a long standing re- marriage relationship with
1: somebody who's yeah, like,
0: where they kind of came up together and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, a lot of it is I have I I kind of married into this wealth or, mm-hmm. you know, have recently accessed it as a result of some sort of relationship yeah, uh, with a man. And that, like, honestly, that's really, it's really interesting, too, because of how that, like, specifically within the show and how they relate with each other, how that is a normal thing that is not necessarily looked down upon. Mm-hmm. As much. Yeah. You know, like, especially if you look at, uh, like, Atlanta. Like, Atlanta is fascinating because, all, like, no one there seems to come from a long line of, like, money. No, you know? if any line of money. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have—and you, you have certain women who, I think, who have made their money on their own. Like, Cynthia— clearly like made like she made her money from being a model yeah and you know she married peter who she thought probably also had money and like,
0: peter had no peter money have no money uh and candy
1: and candy has her own money from being in she was in swv escape <laughs> with <laughs> with tiny with tiny yeah. yeah so and candy had her own money and so she proceeded to kind of gain more wealth after being on the show yeah but if you look at like nini and kim who, you know... Yeah. Like, who were really, really popular. Like, they very much... Like, they kind of married into their... wealth and were very new to it. Yeah. But initially, they weren't really shunned. Now... When they get into it, sometimes they try to, you know, like come at Nini for like she used to be a stripper. Yeah, and that's kind of something that happens like frequently. Yeah, but for the most part, it's kind of an understood method of coming into the 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 group. And I mean, I think that's fascinating too for how like if you look at outside like outside of that type of ecosystem, that's not really how people would describe that. People are usually a lot more judgmental. Like from from what I've seen, oh, oh you yeah, like yeah, 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 married yeah. into some wealth. Oh, you married for money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: And that I mean, to me, that's really, really interesting. And maybe it's as a result of it women being at the center of these storylines and conversations like men are very much are supposed to be kind of on the periphery. But that's just a fascinating like thing to. to Yeah,
0: that is. It's like interesting. I wonder if I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it. It's kind of like. Reality TV had been around for a while, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I feel like when um, when VH1 started their celebrity reality programming with the Surreal Life, yeah, where Flavor Flavor Flav and and Bridget, Bridget Nielsen like met really for the first time or whatever, like that first, I think that started off more as like a freak show, bizarro kind of thing. Yeah. Like that's how I think that that sort of that the, the reality television as we know it now. I feel like that's kind of how that started, and then you get into like the flavor of love thing. And I think that sort of started off a certain, like somewhere between flavor of love and like the bachelor, it started off this idea that like a lot of women should be vying for a man's attention. And it's interesting that like, that is the, that's the, like, that's the type of reality show that seems to have, it seems like it's actually primed to have the most longevity because like, like competition reality shows, Yeah. Um, they're just based up off of general, like Survivor or like Amazing Race. Those yeah. I think have, have like waned in popularity. Totally. For like expert, like expert competition, which I think people like like competition reality shows but, like yeah. Top Chef or like, you know, um Property Brothers, or you know, whatever that kind of shit. You other know, kind of shit yeah. people wanna see. I don't think Property Brothers is one. But you know, like lo- lo- love it or list it. right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like people want to see people like to see people who are great at what they do compete. But like people really like to see women who are kind of more or less Regular, mm-hmm. compete for like even if it's not the attention of one man like you had me watch. I'm not very familiar with the Basketball Wives yeah. franchise. It was just like I think it came about a time where like I didn't really have a TV or I was going out a lot. I don't know. Yeah, might have just been drinking a lot, going out a lot. <laughs> I just missed. I'm might have been TV. living. You might know? have been living. I might have missed the TV. But um, you had me watch yesterday the Basketball Wives. L A. season four finale, and what was the the thing that was really interesting to me about it that made that was really different than any other reality show is it seemed like it like captured what you're talking about and so and captured the and like and also the essence of like competing for a man's attention It, it like captured all that like these women. There was, like, a desperation. So you have, like, within the Basketball Eyes franchise, it's kind of run by Shawnee O'Neal, who yep. is Shaquille O'Neal's ex-wife. And also, just, like, in general, I think that, like, even outside of being Shaquille O'Neal's ex-wife, she seems to have meaningful entertainment relationships. Like, I want to say yeah. she gave Kevin Hart, like, one of his first major shows. She's, like, somebody who knows people can kind of get shit done in L.A., it seems yeah, like. Yeah, definitely. And then you have Tammy Roman, who is a—I'm going to be, like, and I think you would agree with this. She seems to be a master of the form.
1: Oh, yeah. She is, like, she is skilled. She is an expert. She's expert-level— reality TV game. If
0: these bitches is violence, Tammy yeah. Roman is a fucking Stradivarius.
1: Okay, it's hey. Where's a lie?
0: Where's a lie? Like so, like they're kind of, and they're also a little bit older. They come yeah. from sort of like an old. There was, they were, they were basketball wives before being a basketball wife was something that you could aspire to. Yeah, right. And then so you see them sort of. You see with Shawnee that she's seemed to be like a kind of a like a savvy woman who yeah. formed a lot of relationships to be able to continue to support herself. It seems like very well. Yeah. Um, after doing, she's yeah, doing. she's doing great. Yeah, she's right? straight. And she's an executive producer on the show, which I don't know if she ever started out that way I don't know
1: no I think she did oh she did I think her. she always was kind of the convener she was kind of like the initial yeah I mean she was in the mix initially yeah but then like when she re- once the shit like popped off she was like let me take step back and, like, she put all, the all shit together. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then you have Tammy, who's, like... All, like, Tammy, who knows how to keep shit going and yeah. knows how to She's get her shit. She's a shit starter yeah. in the best way possible. And so you have them on one side, and then you have these younger girls who, I, who like, I think some of them, they seem like they're under 30. So, like, they them, are yeah. young enough to have wanted to have this lifestyle that they thought was something. Yeah. They don't seem to have considered that they're, they needed, like, a backup plan. Certainly... Again, I'm taking you all's intelligence for granted. There's something to be said for the fact that patriarchy gives women yeah. a limited amount of choices. Yeah. And then they get punished for choosing wrong yeah like a lot of
1: women get pushed into this these types of relationships and are groomed for it yes
0: are groomed for it yeah oh which is like a which is like its own thing but yeah yeah so like but it was just very very interesting to see that like they didn't seem to have anything else going on and like they didn't seem to have any there was no safety net for them that they had tried to provide for themselves like they like their goal was to get on this show and to put on this ball gown or whatever or you know and like half shit pop off And have shit pop off and sit at this reunion. It was weird because it almost seemed like I was watching them. Like they recapped the season. You know now for Real Housewives of Atlanta or something like that, they'll have like a two or three part reunion. They have to. They have to because there's so much shit that happens. Or even like I watch um, them. I was going to say, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Yeah. They I had, had a stepped away. For, reunion. Yeah. yeah, they have to because so much shit happens. I got bra- back into Love and Hip Hop Atlanta recently because I had stepped away for a couple seasons, but I ended up watching a reunion and I was like, yo, I have to watch this shit. But with Basketball Wives LA, it was weird because like they didn't have anything else going on. Like this it was like it reminded me sort of, of like with the base of like the base, like the basis, I guess, of what these shows really is. Yeah. These women are not vying for the affection of specifically one man but there's a certain type of man who they like all of their actions are governed by first and foremost is not necessarily can i provide for myself or provide for my children it's governed by like will a man like this find me attractive enough and appealing enough to have me as his wife and prov- and then provide for me and my children yeah. it's like there's it's like it's weird because we're like Dreya or whatever. Yeah, i like I think a lot of y'all know who Drea is. She's like been a fixture I think on Basketball Eyes LA for a while. Yeah, I don't watch the show, but I still know who she is. She's very famous on Instagram. She's also very infamous for not of her kids, la da. So <laughs> Drea, they didn't fuck with her on the show. It yeah. seems like this season because she didn't need to be on the show. She actually through I don't know if it's Waist Trainer's Instagram T or
1: weave or whatever. <laughs> I honestly have no clue. If she makes her money. She uh, she has a uh, she has a bikini line. It's actually very very popular. It's called Mint Swim. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so she runs Mint Swim. She has also like some other clothing line. I think it's called like Fine Ass Girls. Yeah, or something. which is. Oh yeah, hot. I but, remember
0: that. I remember she was trying to make the F A G hats pop. Yeah, off, and yeah. I was like, Girl, like come on, come on. You gotta. Like, right, you can't. You're okay, than right.
1: This. But uh, but Mint Swim is really really popular. Like she's she's made le- like very legitimate money from it.
0: Right, and so like they seem to resent her because she kind of like. It, in a weird way, in, like to bring it back to the green girl thing, there's this idea of like the first, like the green, like, the green girl, the actual, like the first book that, um, that Roxane Gay talks about in the episode, I mean the, in the essay, is like she talks about her as a green, like this uh, character named, I think Ruth, yeah. as a green girl on the rise. Basically somebody who knows that she's very beautiful to other people and like is stepping into how to kind of control it but it's also really tiring for her but she's like younger and she understands that she's a fixture in other people's lives mm-hmm. but like she's accessing that power and then you have maria from play it as it lays the joan didion book who like is a woman who like has already reached that apex yeah and is like all like over the hill and like going like down <laughs> fucking fast yeah and like it's interesting because like drea seems like somebody who are is on the other side of the hill yeah and was like i need to make some money and, like, I need to do something.
1: And like... maximize her time within that system.
0: Right. And yeah. Tammy seems to have done that. And Shawnee seems to have done that. And the other girls are still, like, they're in, what is it? The, like, the there's a specific like, what is it, green girl interrupted. Yeah. And it seemed like all the other girls from that season of Basketball Wives who were, like, in various stages of divorce or breakup or whatever, separation, or, like, they seemed to, or even just girls who were hangers-on for yeah. the girls who were wives and girlfriends, right, who also didn't really seem to have any sort of turnable, discernible talent or hustle, they seemed to be in this stage where you could see that they were being, like, like one of the girls who was a green girl interrupted, let's say, yeah. came for Shawnee, who was a green girl who already fell and rose back up again like a fucking phoenix from the ashes and Shawnee's the boss so she said you're a bitch and Shawnee was like you're fired yeah they were on vacation they were having a conversation she didn't like something Shawnee said to her she called her a bitch Shawnee was like okay well your services of like you know you're done so she was like basically pack your bags you gotta go home and she had to she had to go home because this woman was her boss yeah right and so like she like you know they're sitting around the fire in Puerto Rico and she just had to get up and walk off and like with her tail between her legs like a bitch and then still have to show up to the fucking reunion which Dre didn't come to because Dre didn't need the money. Exactly. This other bitch had to show up because she needed the money. Yeah. And wants to be
1: on the show again.
0: Exactly. And wants to be on the show again so she had to eat shit. It was really sad and interesting and sad to see that like they didn't understand like they only understood that small ecosystem of trying to get this man. Yeah. They didn't understand the larger ecosystem that they were a part of because like what happens... When, you know, what happens when the cellulite, you start to get a little more? What yeah. happens when the booty falls? What happens when the breast falls? What happens when you start to get the fine lines? And then, the, and then, like, you know, no shade to Carly Red yeah. from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. There's been a lot of cracks about her age because, like, you, like the more you... The, the, she seems so desperate to look young yeah. that it makes her look even older. And, like, it sucks. But in this economy of love, let's say, to borrow from Junot <laughs> Diaz...
1: Love and housewives.
0: Exactly. In this economy of love and housewives, like, being young... You know, it makes your value higher. And yeah. it's like, it's just fucking sad because they didn't they were like you could see within just the, the 45 minute one part like reunion special yeah. that they were getting
1: fucking hipped to the shit and it was painful. And they, yeah, they, they they weren't there for it. Like, I mean the, the interesting thing, so like in all these shows, everybody everybody is clearly like being on the show is is a hustle, is the come-up, but yeah. everybody's also trying to use that to peddle you know, kind of their, their next move, you know, in the love and hip hop shows. Most of the time it's um, like, it's their music. Yeah. Which never actually comes out. Yeah. But it's one of the
0: things I respect about Black China, and Amber Rose, is that they both know what their lane is. And they say, Black China got like five businesses. Don't get it twisted. Black China out here making money. Yeah.
1: Some of the people within these shows are as well, but going back to basketball wise, LA, it's clear that they're trying to; they're still trying to find that. And in mm-hmm. that show, they thought that their life as is, you know, would like the performance of their life as is would mm-hmm. be interesting enough, you know, so yeah. that they could maintain their status on that show. No, and that's clearly kind of not happening how they would like. They, you know, and and they're struggling with that. They didn't understand why a Tammy Roman need to come in to kind of to to stir shit up. Yeah, you know, they didn't understand why they were. Boring, like yeah. for for like, and I actually find like I really like Malaysia Park. Uh, Malaysia Park, I think it's their last. One
0: life. of the green girls interrupted. Who's boring as fuck? <laughs> honestly, she was boring. The woman who had survived Brandy. cancer. Yeah was boring oh and drea said the rudest shit to her now yeah. drea did say like she's like up. she basically was like you know you're basically saying like your cancer storyline is boring yeah. it was interesting and meta to see drea come like they had a private conversation where basically she said on the surface and this is rude and it was rude on every level yeah she said on the surface basically you having cancer is doesn't boring matter. Yeah, it right. doesn't matter nobody cares about it but like it was interesting to see her Step out of her role as an actor on the show because that's essentially yeah. what she's step out of her role as an actress on the show, and then also to like almost produce what's this girl's name, Brandy, in yeah. a way, where she's like, because Brandy's story is that, like, yeah, she had cancer, she survived, but then she's also trying to divorce her husband, and she's also just not that interesting of a person in the first place. Yeah. And so she's basically, she said, She said, You have, she said, This is boring. She said, On this show, and then this girl was like, You can't say that to me. And she was like, On this show, it's yeah. boring,
1: meaning like. Within the mix of all this other stuff that's going on, that's not necessarily going to be the storyline that yeah. makes people come back every single week. And
0: she's being she was insulting her, but she was also, in a sickening way, giving her, like...
1: It was a very astute, like, critique and yeah. understanding of, of your place in the ecosystem. Yeah, and
0: it's just like, if you want to continue to survive here, you got to bring something else to the table, girl, yeah. which is crazy on yeah. so many
1: levels. Yeah, because that if this is going to be... Your only hustle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you gotta really, like, you gotta really push it. You gotta really take it mm-hmm. to the next level.
0: You see, t- look, Tammy Roman started off on the real world as a shit starter. Yeah. And then she came to the original basketball. Well, she was lives. a lot more chill on real
1: world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she still was, yeah. She's
0: a little, she's she was, she's hype, yeah. let's say. And then she came on, uh, so yeah, Tammy was hype in the real world. And then she came on Basketball Wives. And then she moved to, I think, Miami. She came back to LA. She left the show and Shawnee called her back for this season. Tammy knows. How to play her part.
1: Yeah. So it's really fascinating in general to see how these women, like, use this as their platform and context, like, to drive themselves to an, to another level. Mm-hmm. But it does a lot of times have to go through men. And even when it doesn't, like, when they do try to step outside of that, mm-hmm. like, in the sense of, like, a brain dear Malaysia, they try to just say, oh, this is my life. This is what it is. This is why you watch. It's like, like, it's clearly not, like, that's not really what's working for
0: no. them. No. And they have no, it's like, it was really sad to see them realize that, like. Because I think at the end of the, not I think at the end of the uh, reunion, John Sally, who was oh, hosting so
1: bad, too. yeah, who
0: was hosting the reunion, which was bizarre. I was just like, why are you here? And then, and then like we we're watching it, and it was like, because he was a basketball player. Yeah. I it took me forever to oh. understand that. Yeah, and he has a <laughs> wife, and I'm like, oh okay. But he asked Shawnee, like you know, basically, are you bringing everybody back from this season? And she was like, mm, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and like it was interesting to see like Tammy Roman sitting there, she's chilling. Jennifer, or what is that her name? Mm-mm. No, the the old woman, the Jackie. Old, Jackie, who is
1: fast. Oh my god, Jackie's probably one of my fa- my oh, favorite. But I'm they sure. had to blur her coochie out. That's
0: all I got to say about that. <laughs> she she's... was
1: like she was she was like, I, but I got panties on. I'm doing I'm doing better. Like, right, I got exactly. Panties.
0: She they had to like she. I think had her legs open at one point. She was wearing a very short skirt. And fishnets, which was also confounding on the special, and then they had to blow her coochie out because she's trying to make a point to somebody. The legs open, and she didn't care. She didn't care. She was like, "Look, I got panties on. Okay, so y'all gonna let me make my point." She's a mess, but also you can see on the show. Like I, I learned from watching the clips. Like she knows how to make the most of her. Yeah. When she said, when she didn't know that potpourri was not pronounced potapouri, <laughs> she's like, "Oh, this tastes like a uh, potapouri." Yeah. Andrea's like, "What?" Yeah. And she's like potapour. You know, you don't use pot-a-pourri? and She was like. I was like dead, but But she knew that was a moment. She knew that was a moment, and she knew like she doesn't give. She's such a fucking ham. She doesn't care about making herself look crazy. When she talked about giving her, she talked about performing oral sex on her husband and putting Purex in her mouth. I don't even know she did that. You know, I don't think she she actually. You know, but she knew that that was going to be something that was going to. She knew that that was going to get her on air, and like. It was just interesting to see. She's sitting chilling. Tammy sitting chilling. Shawnee's sitting, sitting chilling. And then every other girl was sitting up there stressed, yeah. sweating, harder in a mug. Because, like, one girl was like, ooh, I'm divorced. Yeah. Or like, oh, I might get a divorce or my relationship is in jeopardy. And I called Shawnee a bitch. Yeah. And I'm kind of boring. It's like.
1: And I probably don't have no job. Yeah. Yeah yeah so I do want to talk about like I want to talk about love and hip-hop the New York version uh-huh. and specifically cardi b because yeah. like I don't think like cardi b is clearly having a moment right now and yeah. I think she she as a person is fascinating within this like reality TV ecosystem yeah for very much how she kind of she she definitely is in that green girl rising stage a yeah. little bit like she's she's tapped into like she had a social media following and that like blew up she kind of like took that to the next level yeah and use that to get on love and hip-hop yeah and it's very much just a lot more open about how like what she's doing and Uh how she aims to do it than anybody else is like within the show yes so
0: so she's a green girl rising but she can see the way the whole shit is laid out
1: and she like she knows what she got to do to like maximize her her potential her wealth you know, and her access at every single point. Yeah. And th- like, that's really, really fascinating. So, if you, so to go back, Cardi B from like the Bronx uh-huh. <laughs> and like it grew up as a stripper, like, really got big based off of like a few of her like Instagram videos. She's hilarious. That really popped off. Like, specifically, like the one where she was like, a hoe never gets cold. <laughs> yeah. Like, a hoe never gets cold. Yeah. Which, I
0: identify with that so strongly.
1: <laughs> like, it was amazing. Yeah. She's now loving hip hop. At first, it's confusing because you think somebody coming into... Like somebody like Cardi B, who's very, like, very kind of loud. I mean, I guess you say like quote unquote like hood coming mm-hmm. into this thing. It's gonna like she's gonna get into it with everybody. Like that's kinda what I was anticipating uh-huh. Me too. Uh, in terms of her storyline show. It's almost like very, very different. She was very clear, like her primary storyline a lot of times runs into uh like this guy, DJ Self, who works at Hot Ninety Seven. Yeah. And who is
0: a best. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. So they were like in a sexual relationship, but they were also had a business relationship yeah. where mm-hmm. They, Common
0: theme, by the way. Yeah, Go ahead. Surprise. Yeah. Uh,
1: where they would host parties. Like, she would strip and like also host parties, and he would DJ. Yeah. So they were making money, and they also had this sexual relationship. And she was very much like, I don't care what you do outside of this. Just kind of, you know, be straight up with me. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really matter because I'm doing stuff, too. Like, yeah. she very much made him kind of like, she was like, he is my side chick I know I'm probably also here there there's this like one scene where they meet he meets uh he meets up with her at a party and then he made the mistake of bringing his girlfriend who he didn't really want to claim to the same party <sighs> she's a mess too and they got into a fight mm-hmm. cardi b and the girlfriend got into a big fight mm-hmm. and so after that she was really frustrated because she was like look like it was clear that she she didn't want to fight that girl. The girl yeah. kind of came for her. Yeah. Um. You know, Cardi B was like, look, you know, this is what's happening. I'm not about to lie about it. Yeah. I am who I am. It is what it is. But it was clear she didn't want to fight. Um, and she seemed at that moment very confused. Like, look, you know, I'm very clear about what my lane is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you would communicate, if you would have communicated with me, this didn't have to be like this. Yeah. Because I'm primarily here for this business relationship. Yeah. I'm not tied up in this love shit like a lot of these, like a lot of the other women in yeah. the show are. So that went sour.
0: And then, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so then after that, she definitely like clearly decided like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna be real open with it. Like she was like, look, I'm out. I'm on this show to use these men mm-hmm. to to. To gain some status or wealth or to make my music pop off. Yeah. Like, that's kind of why I'm here. She was like, and that makes me feel good about myself. Yeah. Like, it makes me feel powerful.
0: Yeah. Yes, that's exactly the word that she used that I found very interesting.
1: Yeah. And, like, nobody that I've really seen says that.
0: No. Nobody ever
1: brings it that front of (laughs) house. Yeah. And that was really fascinating to me because a lot of people do that. Men and women, oh, you yeah. know, very much. Like, yeah. use use women for whatever, you know, for whatever they're looking for at that particular time. Yeah. And, you know, then move on to the next thing. Yeah. But for her to, like, like not only have that be the plan. Yeah. And to be open with it and very okay with it and find it empowering. To yeah. me, it was very fascinating.
0: Well, it's like, there's this, um, it, like, there is this, um... This part of the Roxanne Gay essay about uh, the Green Girl, where she talks about how reality television created this tr- specific like type of like it, it basically exacerbates these like really trite stereotypes about women, yeah. which is that like they're concerned with maintaining I think she said this near pornographic standard of beauty yeah. that they don't get along well with other women that they don't you know feel like they have you know anything to contribute all that kind of stuff and Cardi B willingly participates in this ecosystem yeah. but also like kind of upends a lot of that stuff she seems yeah. to be like like you said and like you showed me a clip um, earlier this morning about like Cardi B seems to be interested in having stable and supportive relationships with the other women on the show yeah. provided th- that they're not wild like on some other shit yeah on some other shit like as long as they're reasonable she's will- She's like willing to like be upfront with her shit and like she doesn't she gets she fully gets what she's walked into and she's really open about her ambitions and yeah. it's what excuse me that totally kind of like subverts the like the subscribed trope yeah. that she's supposed to be playing out exactly and it makes the show really interesting
1: yeah like especially like around around her because a lot of the like it's one of those scenarios like where the thing you think is going to happen or that typically happens when you know someone like Cardi B is in the mix does not she is very supportive of the other women she does not have as much beef no you know a lot of like a lot of her like a lot of the fun of Cardi B is just watching her actually have a a pretty healthy and happy experience as she moves through, like, these scenarios. Now, she's very frustrated with DJ Self because she she feels like, yo, we're friends, and I feel like, like, I help you, you should be helping me. And that's, like, that's clearly very frustrating for her, especially considering their past history. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, like, she's straight. Yeah,
0: and she also seems to have a very strong understanding of... Like, I feel like with Cardi B, if her music never popped off, she seemed... I feel like she would be okay with that because I think that she seems to be somebody who is really interested in accessing a wide as wide of an audience as possible. And that whatever thing that she realizes that people respond to the most is the thing she's going to stick with, which is just good business sense in the first place. Yeah. She just seems to be really savvy uh, and really have a strong understanding of what her talent is. Yeah. And like, she seems to have a greater goal that she's working toward. I don't know what that is, but like I find her really fascinating in that sense. I also find her really fascinating in that, like, because so much of these shows, like, the dynamic on these shows revolves so much around desirability. Yeah. She There are different ways for women to go about accessing desirability. So, like, on Real Housewives of Potomac, it's etiquette. And, like, on Real Housewives of Atlanta, it seems to be just the appearance of having money. Or even etiquette in a different way, which is that that Southern gentility and, like, seeming like a Georgia peach. And, you know, having the fat... Like, Love and Hip Hop hop Atlanta is kind of, like, almost like a Funhouse Mirror version of, Mm. like, (laughs) of uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Where, like, it's, like, who has the fattest ass? Who seems the youngest? Who's, you know, like... Who's going to stay with her man the longest. All that kind of, like, you can access it with your looks. You can access it with your behavior or with your perceived, I guess, like, status value. Yeah. It's interesting to see Cardi B not really, like, her respectability is at null. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, her desire to come across as respectable is just not present. Yeah.
1: (laughs) She's very clear about the fact, like, I used to be, like, I, like, months ago used yeah, to be a stripper. Yeah, was stripping. And, and like, like, I'm
0: doing this now because I I talk to the right people. I, I like, I, I suck the right dick and I did, you know, all this yeah. kind of stuff. Like, she's she's really open about that, which yeah. is refreshing. But also, like, the way that she even presents herself seems to be very much for herself, yeah, and that like she definitely falls in line with the, like the performance of femininity that is required on these shows, mm-hmm. but like it still seems like a lot of what she's doing is for her. Like there are not that weird hairstyle that she wears with the cornrows that lead into the yeah, big yeah. four, the two,
1: and the braids, yeah, the big and then the braid. four braids,
0: and sometimes she puts them between her titties, which looks weird, but it seems like she likes it. Yeah, like it seems like everything that she does is kind of for even like um, one of my coworkers <laughs> actually put me on to uh, like a two hour cardi b compilation like best of cardi b's instagram 2015 which if you got two hours yeah instagram only give you 15 seconds so if you got two hours then you're you got a back catalog is pretty strong and this is just the best of right just the best of one year yeah so i didn't i haven't seen it yet um, but he was saying that like one of the things he found really interesting about her is he, he said that like he's a fan of her on the show, and that he finds her comic timing to be on point, her business sense to be on point. She's fucking hilarious. And also he said that it's interesting because she's not also afraid. She like has she has an understanding of like her audience and giving them a little bit and taking it away. And that like people make comments about her teeth because her teeth are crooked. Yeah. And she like was crying. I think in one video about how you know like people were talking about her teeth and it really hurt her. But she was like, but lets me suck dick better so you know <laughs> whatever and like that i find to be very interesting cardi b probably has enough money to get her teeth fixed
1: yeah she definitely does but right she now. don't really she's not pressed
0: no she's not pressed she don't give a fuck yeah it's like she doesn't it's like so much of even on real House housewives of potomac and definitely throughout the love and hip-hop and the basketball wives franchises seem to be like who's the most who's the most beautiful which there's like the the standards are weird, and it's a lot of time has to do with like, I don't mean to put this the wrong way, but like, there's a like within like music circles and with athlete circles, men have this obsession with like foreign. You know what I'm yeah. saying, yeah. and like and we touched I, on, that, we touched on that, yeah, and we've touched on it, I think, in other ways, in other episodes. As long as you seem kind of black, yeah, but you don't look too black. Yeah. That's like the that's like the thing. And Cardi B don't even really like. Granted, she's a light skin woman, yeah. and she's also Latina, which like offers you in black circles a yeah wild amount of privilege. If I had a dollar for every man who has approached me because he thought I was Dominican. Mm-hmm. And then turned his little black ass right around because he found out I was just regular old slave black from the United States, which is hilarious. Because also like, how y'all think? How y'all think all these black people got to the Caribbean? Yep. But never mind.
1: That's that's a, that's another episode. That's another
0: episode <laughs> for another time. They just got they got brought over by different colonizers.
1: Yep but made a different stop off
0: made a different stop off exactly um so when they found not Dominican, they i mean it's like you know you see them it's like a, you know do a 180 on their heels turn yeah. right the fuck around cuz like just being regular black is not that interesting like it's interesting to see like she does have a certain amount of like privilege in that sense right but still she doesn't have the the expected signifiers yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. she doesn't go out of her way to look the way that you would think that these men want her to look she's yeah. cardi b for cardi b yeah And that's really, and then, and she's open about what the fuck she's getting. Yeah, and everybody's still trying to get in their panties.
1: And that's, I mean, that's like a very, for me, seeing that on the on the show, like, very much stood out in a very like positive way. And it makes it really does make you root for her. Yeah, I don't know many people who like just genuinely like don't who've watched the show who genuinely just don't like her. Yeah. Um. So I mean, there's one thing that I do want to like. I do want to kind of, kind of come. Touch on. Uh-huh. I think it's interesting. So, obviously, we, well, I watch reality TV, and yeah. I have a degree of reference for it. You, you watch it occasionally and yeah. you genuinely enjoy like it when it, you yeah. do. How you feel about the perception of reality TV within, like, content as a whole. And to say more about that, like, specifically, like, I, like I, I do struggle with it sometimes uh-huh. because, you know, obviously, a lot of this is very... Very big stereotypes, you uh-huh. know, like in terms of how they cast people on the show. Yeah. Like, like Cardi B is fascinating because they casted her as a stereotype and she rebelled against it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but for a lot of the other people on the show is very much like that is. They fall in line. They fall in line. And, you know, teaches own. And it is this performance, like this performance aspect of it for where people very much feel. And it's probably true, especially in the case of like basketball wise. Yeah. That they have to take it to this next level that like is ridiculous, that is crazy, that is over the top, yeah, that is exploitive to a degree. Yeah. You know, um, to stay relevant. And I I I do struggle watching that, but I guess like where I feel somewhat more okay with it, and I'm mm-hmm. curious as to whether or not this is true for you, is that. One, I think that the people who are on reality TV are a lot more cognizant of reality TV's perception than mm-hmm. people think they do. Think yeah, they I agree are. with
0: that. A lot of them know where they check is coming from.
1: Yeah. And then two, like it doesn't feel for me, it doesn't feel that different than like a soap opera or a Maury. Yeah. You know, like Maury or like Jerry Springer, like yeah. an old school Jerry Springer. Like while it is people's lives, while these are actual people's lives who we, you know, laugh at, like, yeah, are sad for, feel like
0: connected <laughs> to in some feel sense. Feel
1: connected to. Yeah. There is a bit of distance there. They are performing it in a way that that I feel like even though other people are seeing this, other people, white people are seeing this yeah. and you know, and participating in it. It does also still feel like it's being made more than a Maury or a Jerry Springer for us.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that.
1: I'm I'm tired of criticizing something specifically for the reason that white people might see it.
0: Yeah, I don't care about that.
1: That shit is ridiculous. I'm
0: gonna tell you what, white people don't care that we can see like
1: Donald D- Trump. <laughs> oh yeah, Donald Trump. Or later. like honey boo-boo. Yeah. Like
0: they don't care. Like so what I'm saying is like they don't care that we can see that. I don't I think black people have every right to be just as fucked up as white people are. Yeah. Yeah. I think we deserve that right. I mean, I could see how like I think that for some people I think, like you said, there's enough people who are savvy enough to understand that, like, there's a trade-off. To have all of us up in your business, to be performing your life in front of all of us for maybe, honestly, only three to six months out of the year, right? you get a lot more money than you would get otherwise. Yeah. And you have a lot more opportunities to make money, whether it's club appearances or opening, you know, s- stores. and the- Starting
1: some sort of line.
0: Yeah, start. everybody got a line. Everybody <laughs> and their mama got a line. Yeah, like, you have opportunities to do stuff like that and opportunities to make more money and have more people know who you are. Like, I could see how... Like, they know kind of what they're getting out of it, I think, in a lot of senses. I mean, you do have certain people who don't know and then they learn and then they yeah. fall off or they don't know and they learn and they become Drea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or they become Nini, or they become Tammy Roman. Yeah. And honestly, like... I feel fine about those women. I guess the thing that is kind of weird, something that is like becoming harder for me the older that I get, there's a certain mentality I think that you have to stay in in order to participate in that kind of lifestyle. And that kind of lifestyle, I'm trying to figure out how to put this, Yeah, exists on reality television and also mm. outside of it. Yes. Everybody knows women who act like this. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. knows women who who would act like this regardless. And it's hard because the older I get, the more I come into contact with people who live that kind of lifestyle still. Like, it's one of those things where, like, we talked earlier about grooming for that yeah. kind of lifestyle. Having gone to Howard.
1: There's, you, yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of that.
0: There's a lot of that. Like, like, so much of, like, my, like, I feel like I've gone through, like, seven awkward phases as an adult because, like, I learned so much damaging shit. There was, like, a weird... I learned so much damaging shit about how I was incorrectly performing femininity for so long, but then like the correct way to perform femininity, like 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 the the what you got for p- performing femininity correctly, sometimes in like the DC area, yeah, which is interesting because Potomac's right around there, and also like when I was at Howard, is like I'm not saying this is all girls, but there were some girls who were, you know, dating professional athletes yeah. or dating you know business owners, guys who own clubs and bars and men with money, that was what you got. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the prize that you got. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, even though, like, not everybody was necessarily trying to shoot for that, if you wanted to date somebody almost period, like, a dude could kind of be doing whatever. But, like, as a woman, you had to, as a young woman, you had to be. that's a
1: to hustle for it. Yeah,
0: you still had to be, you had to be within that framework. And, like, yeah. I was too awkward. And also, like, I think I told you. I learned when I was, like, 11, <laughs> like, I just wasn't that cute. And so I was, like, all right. I got to get some other fucking skills. Yeah. And so, like, that was kind of, like, how I moved throughout the world. And, like, until I graduated from college and, like, went out into the real world. Yeah. And, like, like I didn't realize that I was okay. And, like, I thought that I was doing it wrong for so long. So to kind of see, like, these, like, but, like, to stay in that sort of, like, to be, I was penalized socially a lot when I was that age mm-hmm. for not performing femininity correctly. Yeah. And I fully acknowledge, I think I said this to you I fully acknowledge the fact that, like, For me to perform femininity, quote, unquote, correctly, it wouldn't take that much. Like, I get that. Like, I totally, totally understand that I fall within a certain range of attractiveness that, like, if I, all I had to do, if I visited the right, you know, beauty, yeah, exactly. Maybe if I got a trainer for, like, six weeks, yeah, like, I would be okay. But, like, you know, and there are some people who are never, like, you know, people are never going to feel like they're performing correctly. I don't know. It's like, there's a certain age range that you, that you associate, that I associate the, that type of behavior with, and that yeah. type of belief about yourself—that like this is what you have to offer, or even just like the desire to stay within, or feeling that like the only options that you have are to stay within those kinds of frameworks yeah. into your adulthood. Like it's it, like when you, w- Garish was in the title of the yeah. of the Roxanne Gay thing, that's how it starts to look. The older that I get, and the more that I have a concept of myself as like an adult woman, yeah. Like when I see women who are still caught up in that shit. It's like, it makes me really fucking sad. And so, like, I love reality TV, but, like, when I watch it, it makes me sad, not necessarily only for the women on the show, and not necessarily even for the women on the show. I more so just feel sad because there are women in real life who are not getting the fame and not getting the money and that are still subjecting themselves to the same shit because patriarchy and colorism and, like, lookism makes you feel like this is something that you have to do.
1: I mean, that's deep. And honestly, for me, it was a lot, like a lot of that, a little bit of a flip side, I honestly found a lot less, like as a like as a man. Yeah. <laughs> and I've always talked to people, it's like usually the worst things that you can say come after you say, as a man. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but honestly, as a man, like you grow up, especially for somebody who is like, Sees himself as on a path towards acquiring acquiring like wealth, acquiring success. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of conversations for watching out for the green girl. You know, yeah, uh, because because of, I mean, because it, it's because it's a double edged sword in the sense of like you, like you know, there's obviously the commodification of women for you see it as a trophy. Yeah, but then there's also uh, seeing those women as like someone who will take. Yeah. what you've quote-unquote worked hard to acquire. So... Which is you know a lot of patriarchy. yeah, bullshit.
0: yeah. It's also weird too because like I will say, especially when in the, the housewives thing, and I think this is about domestic work in general, but specifically the duty that women who stay at home perform is like you give up everything that you ever wanted. Obviously, like it's I think it's transactional. I think a lot of people don't see it as transactional. Yeah. like you have a woman who's taking care of your children, taking care of your home, m- like is part of building your brand, yeah. right? And that's and not no enhancing your <laughs> like. like Aisha investment. Curry, yeah, worked just as hard as Steph Curry. No. And like and that like a lot of people don't see supporting another person's like dreams and ambitions and lifestyle as a legitimate investment of your life and time.
1: Exactly. Exactly, and but I mean honestly, growing up, that was where a lot of the conversation was. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying like I was like you know I was very focused on finding for me I was very focused on finding like an equal partner, somebody who was working towards getting their like own shit. I
0: know, cause that's cold for you ain't gonna take mine. You know how many <laughs> do you know how many goddamn broke ass motherfuckers hey. who acted like I was gonna drain their savings account just because I wanted to get a soda at dinner? Fuck
1: y'all. Exactly. Well. I mean... I...
0: Not necessarily you, but... You...
1: <laughs> Them. Yeah. yeah, But no, but exactly. So, like, that was a lot of the conversation. But for me, watching, like, watching Real Housewives, you know, and also, you know, my, like, general evolution is, like, you know, becoming, like, a feminist. Yeah. And, like, understanding <laughs> patriarchy and I all knew, that shit, too.
0: I knew you when. <laughs> yeah. Some hey. of the dating <laughs> advice that you gave me back in the day. Jesus Christ. Go you ahead. Know, growth. yeah, growth, for growth. Yeah, yay for growth.
1: But, uh, but yeah, no, watching it has really helped me to let go a lot of the like ridiculous like judgment and bullshit that kind of came along with that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like as much as it's as much as like these shows are a caricature of like what these scenarios will actually be like for anything I would experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm never going to meet like like, you know, I'm never going to be in a mix with like a Cardi B or even like, you know. A NeNe or yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not hey, moving everything. Aim higher cycles. for yourself, Eric. You want, you may one day mix with Nini. Go ahead. I don't think Carla's going to be cool with that. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, that said, like, it allows me to really kind of understand and unpack, like, looking at it from a different side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, seeing that from a different point of view, especially one that centers the woman in the scenario.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: And I think that's, like, for me, that that also is something I find beneficial about it, you know, regardless of all the like bullshit that it yeah. that it involves. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like for the for the women in the scenario and then like the exploit in this. Mm-hmm. But like I see a lot of those things in it as well. And I think that's yeah. important. And also it's interesting to see that like the men in these scenarios. We didn't really get a chance to talk about this. Yeah. But a lot of times like I think men are really realizing that for the women in these shows, like how that they how they've acquired a certain amount of fame is you know, performing their femininity in a specific way and you mm-hmm. know, this kind of like petty ecosystem. Yeah. And they're now petty ecosystem, <laughs> I love it. They're now very much trying to like participate and catch up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and that actually I don't think you got a chance to watch it, but Love It Hip Hop Hollywood. Uh really woo, is very good with that. Like Ray J.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot Ray J's on that and then uh, not Raspbi. Lil uh, Fizz. Lil Fizz. Lil Fizz yeah. is
1: on it. And uh Omarion. Omarion is on it. Like right? Uh, and even Rich dolls was on all of them. He's yeah. very much a Tammy, Roland, uh, <laughs> Tammy a Tammy Roland, Roman of the you know love yeah. and hip hop ecosystem. But it's it's just really interesting to see like men also are trying to catch up yeah. to be able to attain that that status and that success that a lot of like uh, women have and black women and women of color have access through this like reality TV. That's really interesting uh, community. So it's,
0: yeah, it's like I don't know. It's weird. It's like. When I first read the Roxanne Roxanne Gay essay that you suggested, at the end of it she talks about sort of like how you can see yourself, and I read it and I was like, nah, I don't really get it. But the more that I think about it, like being constantly like in, like I feel the pressure to perform my femininity to gain certain things, even when even when I don't realize it, I'm so used to it that it's like, and I and I still exist far outside of. Even what, to, I think, a degree that disappoints <laughs> people from time to time. Like, I exist really far outside of, like, see, and I would, like, I mean, I would love to, if I felt like it would come to me with, with greater ease.
1: Yeah. If you I would, would feel le- more comfortable in it. Yeah,
0: yeah, if I could feel more comfortable in it. And also, if it just didn't seem like it would just take so much fucking effort, <laughs> I would greatly enjoy yeah. doing the things that one does to better perform, quote unquote my femininity I would love to do those things
1: need a lot of YouTube tutorials
0: yeah and like I just don't have the I don't have the I don't pick stuff up like that very easily I would love to be able to do that I still like there's still a lot of stuff that I do that like and there's still a lot of things like experiences that I've had in my life where I've existed within a similar framework it's like you can't fucking you can't fucking escape it and it takes so much fucking deprogramming to even be able to live healthily outside of it and every woman is still somewhat like even like, OK, so like I have a great job. I have things that I do that I find creatively fulfilling. I have wonderful friends and family. I have a great relationship. And like I have a great specifically healthy relationship. Yeah. I'm sure you would agree after yeah. having been around for years and years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Upgrade. But, <laughs> <laughs> fucking upgrade. But um, it took so much willful abstention mm. from like from so much shit. Yeah, and it took so many years of fucking therapy and so much of like what we've ref- you know we've we discussed before, Melissa Harris Perry describing as standing upright in a crooked room, mm. to be able to function healthily, and even that's a recent development. Yeah, like function healthily, like eighty five percent outside of that ecosystem, but every woman, every cis woman, and every trans woman. Every woman, period, has skin in that game, and it's it fucking sucks. Even if you're not necessarily, even if you're not interested in presenting as quote unquote feminine, yeah, you still have like your being is a reaction in some senses, or your performance, or feeling like you have no interest in performing, or you have an inability to perform, is still tethered to that. That it's that.
1: almost like the double consciousness for like like blackness. Like you still, it's all like it's all connected. To whiteness in some sort of way, that relationship is just inexplicably tied.
0: Yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah, actually, now that I really think about it.
1: Well, now that I've depressed you, <laughs> I think it's a good time to wrap up.
0: <laughs> this was good. I'm glad that you wanted to discuss this. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, it's been bubbling for a long time. I think I'm glad Real Housewives of Potomac was the kind of the gateway drug. Yeah, because I think it's a really good, and honestly, it's a, if you're if you're new to reality TV and you've you know, and you've for the people who feel above it. I find the Real Housewives of Potomac is one of the ones that will, like, break you down and, like, yeah, come down here with the rest of us. Exactly. Because it's fun.
0: It's (laughs) so fun. And it's so interesting. And I think that there's a lot there.
1: Yeah. I agree. So, as always, we love it if you write us and tell us if you agree or disagree. Yes. And, actually, we got a really good email. I got to uh, go. We'll shout them out on Twitter. Yeah. But somebody wrote to us and they were saying that we always tell people to review. We never ex- exactly oh, tell yeah. them where to review. iTunes. So please go to iTunes and write us a review. You know, whether it's about a specific episode or the show in general. Yeah. Tell us what you think. We yeah. really appreciate it. It really helps people find the show. Yeah. And generally, you know, tell your friends. Share.
0: Yeah. Share, 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 and share like.
1: Yeah. All right. Um,
0: all right. Well, we'll holler at you guys in a couple more weeks. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Peace. Bye.
1: With chocolate treats mixed into dark chocolate ice cream, the Tillamook Chocolate Collection
0: is a chocolate game changer because the thing that pairs best with chocolate is more
1: chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection ice cream. Extraordinary dairy.